genre. Welcome back to Toy Story Minute. It's a phrase often said by me on this Toy Story Minute. It's a podcast that we do about Toy Story. This is the 78th time you've said it. Um, I maybe said, I mean, I've said it more times than that, probably in like outtakes or something. And you know, you've said it a few times too. I th- oh yeah, I think even Scott Corelli said it once. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, who knows the actual number? It's a mystery. I was just thinking because like this is like minute seventy eight. Yeah, it's true. You know? We're almost done with the film. We're almost there. And I'm John, and you're Jeb. And... Thank you for introducing me. Well, do you want to say that? No. Who I am not, and who you are? Not anymore. You can... Okay. Well, you ruined it. <sighs> I'm sorry, Jebels. Anyway, this I've been is trapped in. I've been trapped in this building for seventy-eight minutes with him. <laughs> for only seventy-eight minutes, because that's only like seventy-eight minutes like... worth of recording. I was gonna say that's like three episodes of podcast. That's not that much. No, yeah, <laughs> we've devoted much more time to this movie than it would take to watch this. I mean, not consecutively, not though. as much yeah. as it was taken to make the movie. Obviously, right? Oh yeah, no, that took a lot, yeah. long time. Yeah, long yeah. time, long time. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. This minute, 78. I think you mean Ben Kenobi. Uh, old Ben Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. It's, is it weird that Luke only... Like, Luke knows him as Ben. Yeah. Like, in, if you watch the original trilogy just just that, it's like, oh, he's Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird going back to the prequels and being like, oh, oh he's, he's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan yeah. Because yeah. technically, yeah, sure, he's been Obi-Wan this whole time. But... He's... The person who knew him most, he was Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, minute 78 of this movie starts with... Performed by Randy Newman and Lyle Lovett, while a song is performed by Randy Newman and Lyle Lovett. True. And ends with designer slash illustrator Bob Polly. Mm-hmm. So, that's some exciting events that happen. Super duper exciting, yeah. Yeah. I was well, captivated. I mean, these credits, I mean, they're not all, like, it's not super exciting, because, like, nothing's happening like it is in the other movies or right. anything. But, like, I mean, it's not bad credits. It's right. It's not, like... A whole bunch of tiny, tiny... Like, the fact that this is a computer animated movie with only four minutes of credits is kind of, like, amazing. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you watch, like, a Marvel movie or something, and there's, you know, thousands so of people much, working on yeah. special effects. Yeah. So, like, that, I feel like, would be even more. But we have... Yeah, we, we're, we're gonna... We have some topics we're gonna talk about during these, since there's we not sure a lot do. of actual action, but... First, let's talk a little bit about the credits. All right. Um, I do have a couple things. We have Lyle Lovett, obviously, who's singing with Randy Newman and is now credited. He's a country singer from, like, since around the 80s. He's done some acting, but nothing, like, super big. He's right. just, you know. Just a dude. Yeah. Which, um, I found out he was married to Julia Roberts. For, oh. like, um, for almost, sec. yeah, for almost two years. Okay. After dating for three weeks. Like, that's a good record, right? Oh, yeah. Dating for three weeks, married for two years. Yeah, like, I mean... That's up, yeah. You shouldn't get you shouldn't get married after three weeks. Yeah, but, like... That's you, the that's the moral. Yeah, if you're going to get married after three weeks, two years is a pretty impressive... Uh, three weeks, I think, is impressive if you're getting married after three weeks. Yeah. If your marriage lasts as long as your courtship, and it's a three short week. courtship, yeah. yeah, then good. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. So two years is just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine dating someone for three weeks and being like, no. oh no, this should be for like a long time. Hmm, long insane. time. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least two years, I yeah, guess. Yeah, two years later. But Maybe then, not forever. Um, then the, it's weird because the other relationship that I saw of his was he dated this woman for six years, then got engaged to her in 2003, and then married her in February of this year. 
So, so he learned. <laughs> either either date someone for three weeks, elope, and be married for almost two years. Or date someone for six years, be engaged to them for 14, and then marry them. Yep. I guess he was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this Julia Roberts not thing Not doing again. that again, yeah. He also has a horse who is named Smart and Shiny, which is a red link on his Wikipedia page. There's no Wikipedia page for Smart and Shiny the horse. Aww. <laughs> you think that his horse is both smart and shiny? I think his horse might be smart or shiny, but I don't think both. Fair. I mean, how intelligent are horses? I don't think that that's... Are they pretty smart? I don't think... I think they're less than dogs, more than, like, mice. Fair. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Mice are pretty smart. I mean, they're using... Yeah, mice are smart. You can train them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do experiments all the time. So there you go. (laughs) That's our horse gauging scale. (laughs) And we also have... Uh, interestingly, in the animators, we have Ken Willard, who, it has a date of death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 19, 95. Nine, yeah, 1959 to 19, 95. Yeah. He, was, he was 36, and he had a brain aneurysm, I found out. Oh. Yeah. He shares a name with a sportsman, so, like, I had to search Ken Willard animator, but, yeah, he worked on a few things, but not many, because he was just 36. Right. Like, he worked on a Gumby cartoon, and he worked, like, you know, he, he did some animation, basically. Mm-hmm. But like, I think there's like a there's a scholarship for him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because he died working yeah. on Toy Story. Hell, yeah. Or probably having worked on Toy Story because right. he probably died after it had already been you know completed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's so that's interesting. R.I.P. Ken Willard. Yep. And then uh, there's Oren Jacob. I'm gonna part the kimono here and say I just went on the credits list and clicked on all the ones that had Wikipedia articles and then decided <laughs> if they were like interesting enough to talk about. Fair. But Oren Jacob is interesting. Because he did a lot of stuff with Pixar, and then he left and co-founded a company called Pullstring. Nice little Woody thing. Nice. And they mix artificial intelligence with, like, like they make semi-artificial intelligences creatively to make, like, AIs you can talk to. Oh. So, like, they did, what's it called, like, one of those promotional game kind of things for, like, Doctor Strange, or they had, like, they made a Barbie that had 11,000 things it could say, and, wow. like, kids could talk to it. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I yeah. like it because he's, you know, he worked on Toy Story, and then was like, hey, what if Woody could say more than Snake's boots and <laughs> st- such yeah. of those? Oh, he's also really into snowboarding. Like, when you go on his Twitter or his, um... Like, bio on pole string. It's just like, also, if he gets an offer, he's going to be a professional snowboarder. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, dude. Like, yeah. that's that's fun. Yeah. I don't know any professional sport- snowboarders, but, you know. Sean White. I was going to say, I was going to say, there's one that's on the tip of my mouth. Because he, back when, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was a thing, he had the... Sean, Sean White snowboard. Snow, pro snowboarder. Underground. Okay. Yeah. Snowboard and... Ride or die. Yep. Man, Tony Hawk games were really good Those for were a hot second. Awesome. They were fun. Like, Underground? Dang. Yeah. That was, but, like, the newer ones are supposed to be really bad from what yeah. I've seen. Like, the one that came with the peripheral deck? That was. I like, yeah. I, I can't imagine that being super fun because it's like, hey, what if we combine the fast paced fun and tricks of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with. We fit. Yeah. And the slow exercise. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Okay, Jeb. How do you really feel? Jeez. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, So, Sid. 
two things basically. What do you think Sid's gonna do now? And if you were, you know, like Sid, you had the knowledge of what Sid does, what would you do with it? Like if in the real world you knew toys were alive. Well, let's let's talk about what's about Sid. What's Sid about to do in his life? Because obviously nothing for a little bit. Because he's a kid and he also right, just got traumatized. Yeah, so he's gonna recover from so that. Do you think he's gonna believe this was real? Yes. Do you think he's gonna be scared of toys still? I don't think he's gonna be scared of them. I think he's gonna. I think he might be scared of his toys. His toys, yeah, because he was, he was scared mean of to them. Sally. Yeah, well, because he was mean to them. Yeah. So, what is he going to do with his toys? Because if it were me, I said the first thing I would do is give my toys away. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I got to start over. Yep. Like, you cannot. If I'm going to have toys, yeah. If I'm going to have toys, they're going to be like toys that don't know my cruel past. Past. Yeah. You got to start over. Yeah. And because guilt. Yeah. Like, it's like you're not going to stay in, even if you were the abuser, you wouldn't stay in an abusive relationship. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Abusers Some pe- are messed up. Yeah, people, I was gonna say like you would like, like to think they wouldn't. Have yeah, guilt, you would like, hope if yeah. they didn't realize that they were. Yeah, then you would hope that they would like then be like, oh well, we're. Ooh, we're yeah, not like good I was. Yeah, that yeah. was abuse. I'm if it's like get a mutually horrible relationship, yeah, then no one's gonna want to stay in it. Because yeah, it's yeah, because like I'm sure that the toys want to leave and find a different home, and I'm sure that. And also, I don't want to sleep in a room with a spider doll that like landed on my head. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. No matter if they think I'm cool or not. Right. It doesn't matter to me anymore. So... Because that's the thing about him being like the... uh, Oh, I just realized the first thing Sid's gonna have to do, or his family's gonna have to do, their dog is trapped in a circle of cars. True. They gotta go, like... Deal with that. Call him, I guess, because he had a collar. Yeah, they're gonna deal with that. Or even if not, it's a couple blocks away. Right. It's not like like Scud's lost. Yeah, they know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know... They know who his dog is. It's very visible that Scud... Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to keep Scud, but the the thing that gives me hope is that Sid really likes Scud from what we've seen. Hannah, who cares? She doesn't care about Scud right. at all. But, like, with Sid, obviously he likes the concept of having a pet. Mm-hmm. And having toys is kind of like... Yeah. yeah kind of like having a pet. It's like having a smart pet. Yeah. Or in his case, like, he doesn't know this yet, but, like, his toys are whatever they're disabled they're mutants they're yeah. zombies they're whatever, whatever. Call them. Yeah. they might not be considered like not necessarily on the same level as like a human right maybe i mean that's still a murky territory but for the sake of argument you could say that he could treat his toys like pets now yeah i mean his new toys probably yeah but like here's what i'm thinking we see him in 10 years or so as a garbage man yeah which isn't a bad thing. Right. It's a good job, and it just means that he's well-adjusted now, because he's not, like, in trauma. Right. He's not worrying. He's got a job that he seems to enjoy. Yeah. Well, and that, I was gonna say, is he probably also finds throwing away toys all the yeah. time. Which is also good, because now he knows yeah. exactly and he can de- like, the deal. Yeah, he can take care of, like, take the toys and mm-hmm. maybe bring them to, like, a I bet. wherever. Here's what my thought is. I think Sid lives in a nice house... Or apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably house. It was like, uh, I mean, he, he was, like, early 2000s, the economy was alright. Yeah. I mean, it's before the housing market collapsed, so it was probably a lot easier. Well, it's 10 yeah. years from 95, so 05. Yeah. Approximately, yeah. Ish. Yeah. 05 to 07-ish. Yeah. Like, in there. Yeah. So he, he probably has, like, a small house or an apartment, and I bet he's got not owl level of, like, 
displays or whatever, but he's probably got a nice toy collection mm-hmm. that, like, he is in, like, its own room. Yeah. Like, he probably has maybe even, uh, you know, like, those collectors who have, like, I have a 100,000 Pikachu dolls or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's probably got, like, a, a nice, like, display case or whatever mm-hmm. of toys, and I bet he restores, like, old dolls and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, you see, have you seen, like, haunted doll stuff and things like that? Like, where people sell their haunted dolls on online? Oh, yeah. Like, my brother and my brother and me used to do a segment on that where they would look up haunted dolls on eBay and talk about their backstories. <laughs> but, like, I bet that, I mean, because this is kind of real life in Toy Story. You know, yeah. The concept of a doll that's seen some dark stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I bet Sid is, like, he has a bunch of old toys, either from the garbage or that he's just picked up in his life, mm-hmm. and he restores them and he probably treats them like pets them. or friends. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing anything more than that. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Like, which, I mean, that's he, better than... Yeah. And you could do more than that, but, I mean, he's still young. Yeah. It, who knows what his five-year plan is? Yeah, and it's better than what he was doing in this movie. What I'm asking, though, what is your plan if you're Sid... What would you do to either, like, help the toys out, help yourself out? What, like, potential could there be in human-toy relations? You could pretty much literally just, like, use them... I mean, this is getting, like, a little creepy, but... Let's, let's go there! Like... An army? Essentially, like, spies. Yeah. I was gonna say, like... I mean, the military if, love this! Yeah, because, like, if nobody knows, except you're, you're the only person that knows that, like, toys are, like, sentient... Yeah. You could literally just set, like, a toy anywhere, and people would just say... Yeah, just talk. it's like uh, in, the, come back to you in and... the Cold War when they tried to use a cat as a, a spy microphone, yeah. and the cat wandered away and died or whatever. Yeah, but like, except for this is something that doesn't necessarily need a lot of resources, right? And is intelligent. Mm-hmm. So like, set like a little, literally like RC helicopter is now a drone. You don't yeah. need to even put any of the stuff that you put in drones in it, right? It's now an independent pilot. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like a little a little doll, you know. Put a rubber ducky in someone's yeah. bathtub. And, yeah, well, because I was going to... Yeah. Well, not necessarily a drone, because, like, RC can't talk. Yeah. But you could, like, do, like, like an RC remote control helicopter with, like... I'm sure RC could still relay a message. Something with, like, yeah. a toy on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could know? work. Like, have RC and Woody riding him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That works a lot. Or, like, Roller Bob. Yeah. Could work. I mean, yeah. he's a little conspicuous. Right, but, but still, still, yeah. yeah. I'm not even talking about like army. I'm just talking yeah. about like spying on people. Yeah, like like it'd be very general. useful in like. So would you what? Would you bring it to like the government or would you? No, I don't think so. Because that seems a little iffy on the morality scale. Yeah, yeah. But like, because here's the thing: there's two things you can do there, and and they're not mutually exclusive. But there's personal gain, mm-hmm. and there's helping like humanitarian. Yeah, which is also toy humanitarian. Yeah, because like. So many toys are being hurt. Yep. Thrown out every day. Mm-hmm. Damaged. Mm-hmm. Lost. Mm-hmm. Abused. Abused. Or even just lonely. Yeah. Like unsold toys mm-hmm. in a warehouse. You know, actually that might not be that bad of a life because they probably all hang out together. Right. Until the warehouse is cleared out and they're dumped in the landfill and plastic corrosion awareness and all that. Yeah. But like, something, I feel like your end goal needs to be... Toy human society. Yeah, like coexisting. Yeah, because this is essentially first contact. This is essentially we accidentally made an AI. Yep. And we need to be able to, like, talk to it and hang out with it and stuff. Yeah. 
coexist with it, live with it. But I'm thinking we could improve all of society this way. Oh, yeah. Here's what... First of all, obviously do, like, some of the thing of, like, treating them nicer, you know, like, pets or something like that. Short-term and kind of stuff. Like, small things like every human can now have, like, kind of a companion, a familiar, that kind of thing. Because obviously toys like it. Mm-hmm. Obviously kids like it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, if, when you were a kid, if your imaginary friend was actually your Woody doll who just hung out with you? Right. Like... I think like that would be beneficial for so many people. Oh yeah, like yeah. Can you imagine like a toy service dog, or like even like a what is it? The emotional stability animals. Mm-hmm. But imagine one that a was smart enough that it could help you out if like it wasn't working. Right. And b like you didn't have to feed, so like yeah, it wouldn't like you know getting dark again. But like if you're not able to you know if if someone gets in a, a hamster as their emotional stability. And they, you know, they're like, oh, I can take care of it, and that makes me useful. And then they don't because they're too, like, yeah. or, or depressed or mentally, you know, capable. Yeah. Then, like, that's sad because not only is that person worse off, but better, now the yeah. hamster's dead. Yeah. With a toy, you don't get that. Right. And the toy can, like... And, it, yeah, it's a two-way street, too, mm-hmm. because the toy can act as kind of a psychologist. Like, think of the education these toys can receive. Oh, yeah. And for much, everything is so much better on resources, because mm-hmm. these toys don't need to eat, probably. Right. If they do, it's not as much as humans, definitely. Right. And who cares if a toy is not as strong as a human, or maybe not even as smart as a human? These toys have near-human intelligence. Mm-hmm. So Close like, to it, yeah. Yeah. And, and some probably have, yes, as smart as humans. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there might even be toys that are smarter than the average human. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, yeah. We've seen that they've done some ingenious things, and they have, like, the emotional arcs of people. Mm-hmm. So, it's like when society opens up to a new group of people. Like, when the Columbian Exchange happened, mm-hmm. and, you know, the New World and all the new things. Or, like, desegregation happens, and, like, suddenly more people can contribute to society, except for, like, on a bigger scale. Yeah, like, huge. And people with different abilities, not just... You know, oh, we look different, or we yeah, have different or resources. Like that. Like, it's like if after LGBT acceptance popped up, then they're like, oh, by the way, gay people can also like fit into air vents. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like we can fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that. That's that's a whole new thing now. Yeah, where, like that completely changes the game. It it could go really badly. Yeah, that's why Sid is important, or the stand-in for Sid is very important. Mm-hmm. Because it depends on how they handle it, really. Like, I feel like, first, I would want to kind of experiment with these toys, know what is a toy. Well, yeah, because if like you a... just come right out to, like, everyone... If I can like... make a toy myself, mm-hmm. then that's a breakthrough. If not, I can still buy toys for cheap. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's something I need to know how, what measure is a human, what measure is a non-human. Yeah, you need to do it right, yeah. because... If you just go out to the world and just go, oh my god, all our toys are alive, yeah. everyone's going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, build this up, find out what you all you can about toys, their capacities, how intelligent they are, how get you some influence proof. how intelligent they are. Yeah, get, not like an army, but like a squad. Right. Get yourself a toy squad. And figure this stuff out. And then, once you have this homegrown army, country, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. then you have the influence, the evidence, the power and the economic you know all this kind of things that you need to be able to be like hey everyone toys are alive right and then you have then you can like help control the narrative so yeah. that people and toys can enter and here's the thing now we're in a post-labor because so- look at society for the last you know few decades and we've had like automation and stuff that has made labor a lot like harder mm-hmm. like there's arguments that we should live in a post 
like, labor economy. Because if you think about it, like, a lot of jobs that we have, we don't need to give humans jobs of those. Yeah. We don't need greeters at Walmart. Right. We, 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 if we wanted to, we could have, like, something that, like, you know, makes sure there's no theft or whatever. That's like a machine. Yeah. But we do have these jobs partially because people need jobs. Yeah. Because in society, how our economy is set up, everyone needs to have a source of income mm-hmm. in order to, like, just just because. Just to, like, and maintain existence. That, and that makes much. sense. Yeah. If there... But it, it doesn't make sense once there's a shortage of labor or something like that. Yeah. Or vice versa, I should say, once there's an excess of labor. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can create a post-labor economy much easier if not just machines, but, like... Toys can have jobs. Mm-hmm. So if you have, not even post-labor, like have a one-hour work week. Because now, suddenly, instead of one person consuming the resources of one person, you have like a hundred toys consuming the resources of one person. And they all can still be happy. It's not like slavery. Right. Because you can have toys working in a factory for like a 30-minute shift and switch out. And then you have like one human supervisor who's like a kid playing with toys. Yeah. Or an adult playing with toys. Right. They're, then everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's industrious, and literally, like, the economy is completely revolutionized. Oh, yeah. We have a post-scarcity economy because the energy is solved, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you want to get cruel about it, you can be like, hey, toy, pull this crank, and it'll make a kid happy somewhere. But if you want to, you know, be nicer about it, like, hey, toy, like, for a little bit of the day, do this little job, and, like, it'll help out society. Yeah. And then we have enough, like, capital and enough, like, resources that everyone can live and be happy. And we don't need people, you know, starving just because they can't do a good job or whatever. Mm-hmm. This revolutionizes human society and toy society. Mm-hmm. Just because we suddenly have an excess of industrious and intelligent people, essentially. Yeah, like... Yeah. yeah, overflow of too many, not too many, yeah, well, but like... Well, it's like it's like the human it's like the human population of the world doubled without needing any more researchers. Yeah. Or more than doubled. Oh, yeah. Without any more resources being sucked up or needed or yep. anything like that. The only exchange we have is now people don't have toys that are less fun because you don't get to interact with them like people. Right. Like... I can understand, like, there's definitely some instances where you want a toy that isn't alive. Right. Versus a toy that is alive. Right. I mean, there's a reason we have toys now. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's a small sacrifice to say to, oh, yeah. for this huge boost in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Everything's better now. It's great. Well, that's all contingent on whether or not, like, toys would agree to that because, well, we're, like, when Woody says, like, comes up with the plan. Well, that's why... We are going to break a few rules. That's why... Here's the thing. There's a difference between everyone suddenly finding out toys are alive and someone who knows about toys, who looks into toys and stuff like that, kind of helping control the spread of the information. Because this is going to take time. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take labor. But, like, the person who does this, i.e. the Sid, is, like, super important. And it's super important that they know how to do this. And if not, it's not as great... But I feel like still, like, there's negotiations now between toys and humans. Because if toys don't need to now worry about getting hidden from humans, they can fight back if humans exploit them. Yeah. I mean, humans will win. Probably. But they can fight back. Actually, they might not win. Because <laughs> there's a lot of the toys. sheer number, yeah. And they, I mean, you can take a toy's arm off and they're like, okay, I don't have an arm. But a human, they're like, ah, oh, I don't have an arm. I'm yeah. in intense pain. And, yeah. You know. I'm bleeding out. I don't know if toys would win versus humans or not. 
Hmm. I mean, because humans have nuclear capabilities, but like, are nukes toys? Are computer, are computers that control nukes? To- this is a little. Yeah, is a gun a toy? No. Why not? People play because with them. Because that's um. I saw a Facebook post that said guns are not toys. I saw a Facebook to- post that said if we regulate guns, then um, we might as well all be like Soviet Nazi um, ISIS members. True. So yeah, and there we go. Facebook is always accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You've never seen any fake news or anything like that on Facebook. If that was a concept that existed, fake news. I mean, how could you have fake news? Right. News is by necessity non-fake. So there you go. That's a ridiculous notion that I just came up with. Boy, Mm. I'm sure glad that that's not a thing in the world. So yeah, that's, I don't know, listeners, if you got any more things about toys, uh, like what you would do with toy society or what you think toy society and human society actually being able to mix would be like because that's kind of like the climax of this film Mm -hmm. and it's weird that it doesn't go anywhere i mean it's not necessarily weird it's not weird enough that like it makes the other movies less good or anything but it is like a major thing that would be interesting to explore right and that's i mean that's what this entire episode podcast yeah (laughs) so um i don't know do you have any more about this i don't think but so yeah ta- i feel like this is gonna be a really good discussion in the in the facebook group that's, yeah that's how you pronounce that yeah but until next time listeners you've got a friend in me y'alls are my favorite deputies as well yins yins be of mine a deputy most favored shakespeare william yep that one that guy <laughs> william de la tour de fontaine de Dutrieu. Thanks, Bear. You got a friend in me.